Senior Bowl weekend is upon us. It's been a week of practices with the Steelers on hand, as well as several reporters who were in Mobile, Alabama, watching things play out, the practices, the talking, the meeting, all the behind-the-scenes stuff. And there's been notes that we've been able to pick through on who the Steelers are looking at the most. And hint, it's the quarterbacks. No surprise there, but there are some quarterbacks that are emerging as the guys that the Steelers are hinting heavily towards. We'll talk about them as well as some offensive linemen that you should keep your eyes on in the Senior Bowl this upcoming weekend. I say we. I'm joined by Jenna Harner of Channel 11 WPXI. I'm Chris Carter, host of the Locked on Steelers podcast. Let's get into it. You are Locked on Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things on the Pittsburgh Steelers. As always, you can find this show on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and YouTube. Hit the like button on, on this video if you're watching it on YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube channel for all of our daily content. We thank you for making us your first podcast listen every single day. And today's episode is brought to you by Get Upside. Just download the free Get Upside app today and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get 25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank of gas after you download the app. Joining me today on the Friday episode, as always, our friend, our colleague, our buddy, Jenna Harner of Channel 11 WPXI. Jenna, how you doing? I love that intro. That might have been my favorite one we've done at this point, Chris. I am doing wonderfully. It's a bit of a crazy week getting ready and getting set for the Super Bowl, but lots of exciting things ahead and uh, definitely an exciting week in the football world, football world. No doubt about that. No doubt about that. We talked about the coaching situation that's going across the NFL, the Rooney Rule situation. Um, we've talked about, like, you know, all the coaching switches that are happening. That are happening. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've it, it's been a long week with that. But during that whole time, down in Mobile, Alabama, are one of the earlier stages of you know we're about to hit real draft talk season. I I haven't spent too much time on draft talk yet because I usually wait until after the Super Bowl for Locked On Steelers to turn that up. But Senior Bowl weekend is something we. Can cannot ignore because it is it is a big event it's the opportunity not necessarily just for the game to be played because the, the game itself and the practices that's time to act to get you know evaluate to evaluate guys a little bit closer for the coaches that are there uh, but it's also about the guys who it's also about the the, the conversations that they get to have you know yeah. this is the times when the families of those players that are in senior bowl they'll go down to mobile alabama there's a lot of networking that goes goes on. This is where a lot of these coaches get to know, okay, if I want to bring this guy into my organization, if I want him to join the team, who is this person? And Jenna, two guys that have specifically emerged in these conversations that the Steelers have been having are two quarterbacks that we've heard a lot about, one being Kenny Pickett, University of Pittsburgh, uh, you know, Heisman, Heisman candidate, finished, finished third in the Heisman Trophy voting. You've heard me talk a lot about him on this podcast. And Malik Willis, the quarterback from Liberty, who you know looks who looks to be the guy with maybe the best combination of speed to arm power of this draft class. And Jenna, we've talked about this class maybe not being the the best quarterback class, you know, that that's come out recently, but there are certainly guys that the Steelers are taking looks at and 
this is the this is the year of all years to start looking at quarterbacks now that you know Ben Roethlisberger isn't coming back. Yeah, no doubt about that. It was actually hilarious. I have a friend that works at ESPN who we were out on a shoot earlier this week and he gave me a phone call. He's down covering uh, the senior bowl in Mobile. So he called me and I couldn't answer the phone. So I texted him. I was like, Hey, what's up? Is everything okay? How are you? He's like, Oh yeah, you know, I'm at the senior bowl. And I completely forgot he was there. And I was like, Oh, that's awesome. He goes, I have a Steelers scoop for you. And I was like, do you like, all right, what's going on here? And he goes, well, there's a ton of Steelers brass down there, which we can talk to because, you know, it seems like it's everybody down there from a lot of the pictures and the reports that we're seeing. Not only is it Mike Tomlin and Kevin Colbert, mm -hmm. it's uh, Matt Canada, it's Art Rooney II, it's Mike Sullivan, quarterbacks coach. There's a lot of guys that are down there representing the Steelers, um, trying to learn who these guys are and talk to these guys. But back to the phone call I got. He's like, I have a Steelers scoop for you. And I was like, oh, like hit me thinking it's going to be some insider piece of information. He's like, they are spending so much time with the quarterbacks. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, they are. Scoot. He got them. <laughs> I'm like, that would make a whole lot of sense. Of course it would, because logically that is going to be the case. But so it's no secret in that way that the Steelers have their eyes and they're looking at these guys. They're really trying to figure out because we've talked about this and I feel like all the conversations this off season, what direction are they going to go when it comes to who they're going to get at the quarterback and no better time than now to really assess some of these guys like Kenny Pickett and like Malik Willis. I mean, the nice thing is, and we talked about this too a little bit, but with Kenny Pickett, they've had the advantage because Pitt and the Steelers train at the same facility. So they've been able to really see Kenny Pickett. And I feel like there were some days, you know, during practices when Pitt was on the field where, you know, we would see some of the Steelers folk around, you know, mm -hmm. paying close attention to this, keeping an eye on it. Kevin Colbert was in the press box when Pitt played UNC when it was Kenny Pickett versus Sam Howell. So mm -hmm. it's no secret in that sense. But, you know, this is that opportunity to kind of really, like you said, get to know these guys, see who they are, talk to, again, they've had conversations with Kenny Pickett, I'm sure, but, and I'm sure there's been some with Malik Willis, but now you get to see these guys up close and personal. You get to kind of get the feel for who they are and kind of start that process because we're going to blink and it's going to be April and the draft is going to be right here. Exactly. It's, it moves really fast. But again, these processes began a long time ago. This is why like yeah. when when people say like, oh, Kevin Colbert, if he's leaving after this year, why is he doing anything with the draft? It's like because the draft process has been ongoing. Like you said, yeah. that that at Pitt versus North Carolina game that you're talking about that happened in what, November? So yeah. like, yeah, wow. that was that was and that was again, that was just them getting an in-person look at guys that they've been paying attention to. By the way, I need them to uh I need I need Pitt to get more games where their quarterback is up against another quarterback the Steelers are looking at because that was the best food that we ate covering a pit game all season. Oh <laughs> yes, that press box food that night was delicious. It, it was it was it was on point. <laughs> yeah. Although I will say, and I don't know if I mentioned this, LA, that press box at SoFi Stadium, that was by far, I know we're going on a little tangent here, the greatest press box food I have ever had in my entire life. And I'm stalling a little bit to pull up a picture. My goodness, holy smokes, that was, here it is. Here's the photo for all of our viewers. We had like ch chicken skewers and my. Asian shortbread. What? And kimchi fried rice and some like, 
Thai inspired salad. They had, again, I know this is the information that people really came here to the podcast <laughs> for. So you're welcome, everybody. Um, they had it felt like you were walking into like a gas station. They had like all of these like prepackaged like grapes and crackers and cheese and fruit and granola bars and ice cream and Kit Kats and all everything. It was oh, it was magical. Can you tell I miss it? Can you tell I want to go back? No, I, I, I can't tell at all. It sounds like you were in total distress. And I mean, I feel really bad that you have to go back and experience that again uh, for, for a Super Bowl. <laughs> you know, like, wow. wow. Really. Jenna, it's just, it's so horrible what happens to you in this sports, in this sporting business. I think that WPXI needs to do better and send me to SoFi. I'll suffer and eat the food. Honestly, you know, <laughs> we can use more analysts. I wouldn't hate it. <laughs> oh, but uh, people, I'm glad people enjoy that little tangent. But, but in yeah. terms of, you know, in terms of quarterbacks, obviously, of course, they're going to have their eyes on these guys. And of course, that this is, you know, they're exploring all avenues. And this is the Steelers doing just that. They're doing that due diligence. They want to know every little thing about these guys, any red flags that might pop up, any sort of, you know, this is that pre-draft process, like you said, that's really been in the works for a long time here. It has been. And I, I want to talk more about the process right now and what and things that we are we are knowing of as going into the senior bowl that the Steelers are taking a look at. We're sticking with the quarterback position for another segment. We will talk about some of the offensive linemen coming up. But first, got to talk to you guys about Get Upside. Hey, Steelers fans, this is Chris Carter with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. It's called Get Upside. My listeners are earning cash back for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now and use promo code TOUCHDOWN for $0.25 cents per gallon or more on your first fill-up, and you'll get cash back. Don't pay full price of the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use promo code TOUCHDOWN for $0.25 cents per gallon or more on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as $200 or $300 a, a year in cash back, and there's no catch the cash that gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app today and use promo code TOUCHDOWN for, to get $0.25 cents per gallon or more on your cash back on your first tank. Again, it's promo code TOUCHDOWN on the GetUpside app. We're also brought to you by BetOnline.net. There, there might be a less football being played right now, but BetOnline.net has way more stuff to bet on in the in the Super Bowl. From scores, totals, to player performances, props, and all the different things that you need to know about whether the next who's the next where the next fired head coach is going to get is going to get hired. BetOnline allow is the number one spot for betting all things in the NFL. It's not just football. BetOnline.net has basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC odds and coverage the and is the best in the business from sports right down to your favorite biggest casino games bet online is your number one online wagering destination bet online the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games bet online where the game starts now jenna Let's talk more about this quarterback situation. As we know, you got the big scoop that they're looking at quarterbacks. No one in the world knew that was coming. We, we just no – uh, who would have thought that that was a thing? We didn't talk about that for like years or something. But yeah. in all seriousness, Kenny Pickett is uh, you know is a local favorite, obviously. And I, I got to cover Kenny Pickett. The One of the main drawbacks that a lot of the people who are pushing back against Kenny Pickett is his hands because he, he's supposed to have a small hand size. He didn't get his hands measured at the senior bowl. This is becoming a thing. But there's another quarterback who's doing pretty well right now in the NFL who just went through his NFL draft process with small hands. I can't remember his name, though, right now, Jenna. Can you? 
does he uh is does he happen to be representing the AFC as the uh quarterback of the Cincinnati Bengals in the Super Bowl? Oh, is that is that who I'm thinking that of? Guy. Uh, Joe Burrow, that maybe guy. Joe Burrow, yeah, that guy. Definitely, <laughs> definitely small hands have held him back. No doubt about that. Yeah, it's 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 I mean, it's something to measure, it's something to monitor because small hands can, you know, prevent gripping the football as well as you want. And there could be and one thing that is I think is for sure that very few people are 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 are, mad, are the mad scientists that have figured out the quarterback position and, and will know every year who is the best quarterback of each class. There's guys who you can say have the strongest arm that that this year that's Carson Strong. There's guys you can say are the fastest this year that's Malik Willis. There's guys that you can say is the best decision maker this year. I'd say that's Kenny Pickett. But who combines all their skills the best? And that's what the Steelers are trying to do right now, Jenna. You know, and yeah. again, I've even advocated this might not even be the year to take a quarterback. Uh, you know, it, it, you know, for the Steelers that you know, like this, this, this year might be about, Hey, beef up the offensive line, sign a quarterback in free agency and see what, and, and see what happens. And then next year, when, if like CJ Stroud comes out or Bryce Young comes out, you trade up and you go get one of those guys. But yeah. there's a lot of the, like all the quarterbacks in this, in this year's class, there's, there's drawbacks to each of them. And I, I think everyone, that's what everyone's kind of muddling about right now. Yeah, it seems like there's a little bit of apprehension and understandably so, because again, this was kind of the talk of college football all year was that, you know, this year's draft class in terms of quarterback, it wasn't going to be the, what was it, 2017 class of like Mayfield and Josh Allen and Lamar, you know, all those guys, it wasn't going to be that draft class where you had, oh, the pick of the litter in terms of which quarterback you wanted when you were drafting. It's a lot more limited and not that these guys aren't incredibly talented because they are, but they're not, it's not the position group you're looking at saying, oh my God, that is so unbelievably overwhelmingly strong. That's just not the case. There's a lot of talent. Again, Kenny Pickett, guys like Pickett, Malik Willis, Sam Howell, but they're not that like they're they're, in my mind and maybe, maybe it will happen. Maybe they will go higher, but it's not like a quarterback's going to go first overall, or at least as of right now, again, things can change, but at least it doesn't entirely feel that way. Right. And, and this, this year, I mean, we'd be, we'd be, it's quarterbacks have gone first overall a lot in in, over these times, but there's the, we have those years where, quarterbacks just aren't valued as high because they're not they don't see them any of them as the clear-cut you know got to get this guy and make him the difference maker to change the franchise type of player yeah yeah it seems kind of like a lot of these guys are like oh yeah you could definitely find a lot of solid talent they could be a good addition you know if it falls to a certain team there's guys that fall maybe into the second round it could be like okay get these guys some of these guys for a steal but it's not that highly touted oh my god the top five teams that need quarterbacks these guys are going to go you know second fourth fifth seventh overall type thing right and we, we've seen interesting reports from people who have been there about the the days like the, the first day of practice you know most of the quarterbacks didn't play well it was rough the second day of practice they said Malik Willis looked like I, I saw reports saying that Malik Willis had took the best steps forward that he did really well I saw Jordan Reed of ESPN uh tweeting out that Malik Willis really took a step forward with his accuracy and you know and, and processing the field uh I also read Kenny Pickett struggled in a on a rainy day they had like they had some elements and he didn't do too well and I I what I encourage people to say, to, to to remember with these is that these are very small sample sizes and that it's important these are important days because these are important evaluations and you want to see how a player prepared for a big moment that could help define their career but not to 
change up your entire perspective on a guy that you built on with all your analysis or all just what the tape that you watched over the over the time based off of that one moment. Now add it to the pile. You know, if 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 it ends up being the one thing that tips aside that had a lot of other information on it, that's that's you know that that's that's one thing. But you know, I, like for example. You know, I look at Kenny Pickett, you know, some people are wondering when he like, oh, he is he struggling because he can't live up to the moment. I'm like, can I tell you how many times Kenny Pickett lived up to the moment for, for Pitt this season, whether it was going up against one of the nation's best defenses or in Clemson or whether it was in the ACC championship or to get the, the Steelers to the ACC or the Steelers, the Panthers to the ACC championship, you know, beating top ranked quarterbacks like Sam Howell, like Brennan Armstrong over Virginia, who will be in next year's class and look really good. Um, you know, I, I just I, I want to remind remind people uh, that that that's something to consider here but of all there's six quarterbacks that are on the roster Sam Howell of North Carolina is on that list I Howell was coming in with a Heisman favorite he fell off I'm a little less on how I think he's a tough guy I think he's I think he's certainly got the the medal to play in the uh the NFL I'm just not so sure if you combine his accuracy and consistency and processing the field that he's who the Steelers want yeah, no, I completely agree. And it is kind of the tough ones because I've seen a couple, again, mock draft season is already upon us. Hold your breaths, people. But I've seen a couple ones already from some high range people that have Howell at yeah. 20 going to the Steelers. And I'm like, ah, and again, it's yeah. going to depend on who's there. And, you know, obviously we'll, we'll talk about this until we're blue in the face as we can continue to progress in the off season. But, you know, it's going to be, I just, I don't see, I don't see him being the fit. We've, you and I were talking a little bit before we recorded, but like, obviously again, they really know what they have in terms of Kenny Pickett. They know what they can get from him. They're going to see a lot more of him in weeks to come, obviously through the senior bowl, through this game, through the combine. But, you know, a guy like Malik Willis is kind of intriguing and it might be a little bit for some Steelers fans like, oh, he's intriguing because I don't know too much about him. But with what he did, I mean, he rushed for over 2000 yards. Was that last year? And then yeah, or two years yeah, or was it I'm doing I'm looking at stats wrong. Was it 2000 yards this past season or 2000 yards in the last two seasons? Come I think it's the last two seasons. 2,000 yards, 48 touchdowns in the last two seasons combined. So this guy clearly, you know, and we've talked about him kind of being that compilation of mobility, but also the arm strength. And is he going to be kind of the quote, best bang for your buck in that sense with what he brings to the table. And it's kind of funny because everybody on Twitter with the initial report, um, who's the one I want? I don't want to miss. Uh, Thor Nystrom. Yes. Um, so the, he, you know, he had the re initial report came out that says, you know, the Steelers really, really, really like Malik Willis. And it's funny because I feel like everybody did this last year where it's like, oh my God, they love this guy. It was with Najee. They're like, oh my God, mm -hmm. they're talking mm -hmm. to Najee. Oh my God. Like they're not trying to keep it a secret in a sense. Like they're going to have these conversations and there's going to be a bunch of people that are going to be like, Hey, these people are talking right now. Here's a photo of them on the field after practice chatting. Yeah. yeah like, and because again, if you if you paid attention to stuff like that before, people knew about Najee Harris. People knew they liked Devin Bush. People knew they liked Pat Frymuth. It's just the Steelers, they've been very upfront about it. But here's my thing about that for people that are like, well, that's terrible. That's a terrible idea. Why, this, why are the Steelers doing that? It's worked for the last three guys. For those three guys, They all of them are on their roster right now. Yep. Um, and 
I, I just I have to think that the Steelers, they've been an organization that's been prepared for when, you know, other teams have tried to mess with them or, 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 or do things, you know, like, uh, like the, the, a lot of people wanted them to get an inside linebacker the year that they drafted T.J. Watt. And then they went and got T.J. Watt and made everyone look stupid and say, like, that was the guy we wanted. And he became he's now the best defensive player in football, um, you know, and, and not every Steelers pick works, but they have their systems. They have their 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 practices that I think that they're taking into account. And I think it says a lot that they brought not just Tomlin, not just Colbert, but like you said, Matt Canada, Art Rooney, everybody's there. And they're trying to figure out because, you know, quarterback, it's not just about, you know, how you play, it's who you are. It's the kind of leader that you're going to be for the team. They want to make sure if, if they draft one in the first round, it's got to be, it's got to be a guy who's legit. And Jenna, another thing to consider here, there's going to be a lot of teams ahead of them that, probably are going to try to take a shot at quarterback, you know, whether you're looking at uh, whether you're looking at the Detroit Lions with the second overall pick, though some people peg them for having, you know, wanting to get an edge rusher with that. You could look at the Carolina Panthers. You could look at, you know, maybe the Atlanta Falcons if they're tired of Matt Ryan, maybe the Denver Broncos if they don't get anybody outside of Drew Locke and, you know, they're, they're or, you know if, in the offseason. Um, you know, you, you, the Washington football team at 11, that's a prime spot for, I think, a lot of these types of players. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't rule out uh, the, the Eagles have been have been rumored to be be considering for that. And then also two picks before the Pittsburgh Steelers is the New Orleans Saints, who absolutely do need a quarterback. That's a lot of teams to have to go through. And but I want to remind people, the Steelers, when they do this kind of stuff, I mean, there was video of. Mike Tomlin talking to Justin Fields, you know, you know, last year going into that draft, the Steelers are doing their due diligence of their, we're going to talk to these guys, see who these guys are, even if we don't draft them, we want that relationship. We want them to know that we're for real and that we admire them and we've, we've studied them and we're paying attention so that if the day comes when they are on a roster, they're not, they, they remember us and they're like, Hey, we, we appreciated that interaction. And that's an important thing to be doing. Even if you know, you're not going to be able to get that guy. Absolutely. And we hear all the time too afterwards, you know, guys that the Steelers have a relationship with that when they become free agents, it's like, hey, Pittsburgh might be an option because I remember this really good talk I had with Mike Tomlin. Tomlin remembers, you know, hey, we really liked that guy. We hear that kind of consistently. Did that happen with God, was that Taco Charlton? Did, was that yes, Taco he, Charlton? Mika Fitzpatrick talked about how he how, like that was a big thing for him when he was like, I remember talking to these guys. Yep. Yep. So it's like, again, too, if this isn't potentially, you know, again, they're doing this with a lot of the guys that they are, could be potentially interested in and guys that, you know, you want to foster these relationships. That's kind of what it all comes down to. And, you know, these guys remember those things. So if it doesn't, you know, if they're not getting this guy this year, there's a chance, you know, in two, three, four, however many years down the road, when there's a potential, they become a free agent or there's a potential to get traded. They're like, Hey, I remember these guys. I remember this relationship. I had with them it was a mutual we liked them they liked us type thing now it might work it's a, it's it's certainly something to keep track of yeah it, it, it's not that the Steelers are definitely going to be taking a quarterback here but they're also definitely they're definitely looking to see hey if because what, what would what would you be if you if you didn't take a look at quarterbacks because you assumed one be with one you know none would be there and then all of a sudden you're sitting there at 20 and like oh man Kenny Pickett's there or Malik Willis is there or Sam Howell is there and we could use a quarterback but did we talk to him they're, they're going to do everything they can to be ready for that moment yeah, leave no stones unturned, as we hear from head coach Mike Tomlin uh, a lot about uh, the game, but also in terms of, you know, the draft process. It, Absolutely. Uh, it fits well. It fits well. It, it does. It does, because that's, that's how they operate. We're going to take one more break. When we come back, we're going to keep, keep talking about this senior bowl, because I know the other position that a lot of Steelers fans want to hear about is the offensive line. There's plenty in this game. 
but there's a few we're going to pick out for you to keep your eye on in this game, especially. So we'll talk about that in a second. But first, got to talk to you guys about Built Bar. It's the New Year's. So that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fitter, eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your New Year's resolution because they taste so good. They'll make you want to eat them, unlike those other protein bars that can be chalky, waxy, or just taste downright nasty. If you want to eat healthy, it often gets so boring. By week three, you're sitting around saying, where's the chocolate? Well, Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Most Bill's Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to your average candy bar that has 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. That's a much healthier option. And so you should get the or go to built.com right now, find all the different flavors, and you can buy however many you want, stash them, make those your snacks that you're going to while you're trying to eat, eat right instead of those nasty junk foods. They're going to they're going to waste your diet and make you have to start all over. So even if you're not a huge fan of, huge fan of Built Bars yet, I, I guarantee you, you will be when you try out the different flavors that are available to you on Built.com. Go to, you can find peanut butter brownie, mint brownie, salted caramel, cookies and cream, raspberry, coconut almond, doubles chocolate. There's so many flavors available to you if you go to Built.com right now, and they're always adding more. When you go to Built.com, be sure to use the promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order of Built Bars. Again, go to Built.com to order your Built Bars by using promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. And back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm Chris Carter here with Jenna Harner wrapping things up. So let's talk about some of the offensive linemen that are here in the uh, in, in the Senior Bowl. Now, there are the, the obvious guy that everyone's talking about this year is Tyler Lindenbaum, yeah, the center from Iowa, the star center. But this guy's going if, – if he does not go in the first 19 picks, he will go 20 because the Steelers are taking him. And when you're yes. a player like that, you don't have much to prove. And so Tyler mm-hmm. Lindenbaum ain't at the senior bowl. Um, you know, just, just like Aiden Hutchinson isn't at the senior bowl. Um, uh, so, you know, you got, you're, you're going to, you're going to have, you're going to have a situation with all, all of these guys. These are guys that are like in that area where they're not surefire top 10 picks or top 15 picks, but these are the guys trying to play their, play their way up. Now, I think it's important to note that, of the other center prospects out there, guys that definitively played center, Lindenbaum is the clear number one. Um, and after him, you start to get into the range of maybe this guy works, maybe this guy doesn't, uh, maybe he needs a couple years. So I think Steelers fans should be wary of, of, of that. But there are several offensive linemen who fit the build of if you want to build a physical, big, strong, athletic group, that they can be part of what you're looking at here. So guys that you should be paying attention to Steelers fans. One is Zion Johnson, Boston college, six foot three, 300, 300 some pounds. This guy's, this guy's big. He's strong. He's athletic. He moves out the guard. He played a little bit of tackle at Boston college. So, you know, Mike Tomlin loves that diversity in a guy. We've seen reports that he's, he's been one of the guys the Steelers have taken harder looks at. He's a guy that if you look at the draft network and other places, they're saying he projects to be a late first round type of player. 
that could be a person that the Steelers take a look at because they want strong people in the middle of their offense. You know, they they they, they, they liked Kevin Dotson's rookie season. He was hurt up this this past year, but they want to be able to say, hey, like here's five guys that, that you line up with. They're going to go take charge. They're going to go push people off. That they built their last great offensive line off of Marquise Pouncey and David DeCastro, a center and a guard who were first round picks, um, and. Even even though they got Marquise Pouncey first, I think it's important to remember, Jenna, that you can still get a top-tier guard, and it really changes everything. Look at what Quentin Nelson did for the Colts. Granted, he was like the all-in-ahead, the best guard in football that, in that class. 100%. But again, we go back to the Steelers wanting to improve the running game, knowing who they have at running back and the talent that Najee Harris has. You get a guy like that, you bring a talent in where, you know, obviously maybe it's not going to be the top guy, but it's a guy that's very solid and can say, hey, we are going to create this offensive identity. We know we've heard from so many people in terms of, you know, our Ernie the second when he talked with select members of the media last week saying they need to get better in the run. We heard Matt Canada say it. We heard Mike Tomlin say it in his end of postseason press conference. It's an obvious statement there, but this is an area they need to improve on. So you get a guy that has those capabilities and it's like, hey, all right, like we're going to keep mm -hmm. kind of building this here. These are the building blocks of the foundation of what our offense is going to look like, knowing we're not entirely going to know who's under center. And something that's really interesting uh, to me about Zion is the fact that, uh, hey, in case you're wondering uh, who he worked with uh, really, really, really consistently pretty recently, uh, you just got to go down the hall now to uh, mm -hmm. Pitt and their new offensive coordinator, Frank Signetti Jr., who was at BC with the offense. Yes, he was. Uh, and with and with Johnson. So, you know, that having that relationship too, and obviously, you know, all of it, it doesn't, you know, you don't need me to tell you that all of these coaches and all the members of the staff on the Steelers, you know, have guys on speed dial. They can ask about Zion Johnson, but what better resource than right down the hall? Hey, give me the ins and outs of this guy. What can we expect with him? You know, what do we like? What should we know? What should we, you know, are there things we should be wary about those types of things? You have that information right inside your building right now. You do, and, and that's one thing. When you talk about no stones unturned in the last segment, this is exactly part of that, that part of that scenario. Is that you're talking to anybody that knows these guys, or anybody that can give you yeah. insight on who they are as as people. The Steelers don't just want talented guys; they want guys that are going to buy in, guys that are going to be leaders, guys that are going to set tones. And you know, if you could get a guy, and that's why they, that's why they they're talking to Malik Willis's family for goodness sake. Yeah. Like they're not just talking to him; they're trying to figure out what makes this guy tick. What's what's his family like? What's what's his what's what was his well, you know what what's his been his motivation? What was he like as a kid? You know, we want to know all these things and know who we're bringing into the locker room and who we're we're basing who we want to be part of building the franchise forward after Ben Roethlisberger and the same thing goes for offensive linemen you know they when they went and got you know David DeCastro they knew they were getting a stalwart guy I mean they th that was a situation where if you remember that NFL draft and you were you know following the Steelers there was a story that came out that, that uh, Keith Butler banged the table for them to go get De Dante Hightower and like said no let's go get this guy and they they declined that and said hey we're gonna go get David DeCastro because they knew they wanted his caliber of a guard on the offensive line now other guys that fit the bill on the offensive line, other than Zion Johnson in this senior bowl, there's there's a, there's a few of them, but there's a lot of offensive tackles that I think a lot of people that the Steelers are going to take a look at. Now, the top guys aren't there. Ike McQuanu from NC State, Evan Neal from Alabama, Charles Cross from Mississippi State. Um, those guys, they're 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 too good. They're set. Um, but 
the first guy that jumps off to me when I read these lists, when I saw that, uh, with the, when, I, when I saw that Trevor Penning was there, I was like, okay, big Trevor Penning's in, in, in the house, Northern Iowa, six foot seven, three twenty one. This is a massive offensive tackle who can be a tone setter. And he's one of those guys that like, you know, I know some people say, you know, he, cause he played left tackle, you know, I've seen a lot of people say, oh, well, wait a second. You have Dan Moore Jr. You don't want to draft the same position twice. Yes, you do. If you think he's going to be a game changer. And Trevor Penning is one of those guys in this class that I think a lot of people are projecting to go in the first round, maybe not top 15 picks, but he might fall into that perfect slot where the Steelers can pick him in the first round. And then there's still, again, later rounds, Daniel Fafalale from, from Minnesota, he's six foot eight. He's a lot bigger, but uh, he's, he's well over 350. But if you look at the, a lot of guys, they want the strong guys up front. So you're going to, what they're, they've been doing all week long. And this is something that you can do when you're watching clips of, of senior bowl practices, watch who's going against who in reps. Like, you know, if they're going up against, some of the better edge rushers how did those offensive tackles do were they able to work were they able to use their size to still be quick enough to take on the speed rushers those are the things they're measuring because they want to make sure whoever the quarterback is going to be you're going to have an offensive line in front of you that's going to set a different tone than they did in 2021 Oh, absolutely. And just kind of, I mean, in terms of watching practice too, like you get that perspective of, you know, you see these guys, these are some of the best of the best in terms of who's available going up against one another. How do they fare? Are they winning these matchups? Are they winning these battles? Not every time every guy is going to win everything. Of course not. But are they winning the majority of those one-on-one situations, those seven shots situations? You know, are they really kind of able to be dominant be dynamic in a way Mm -hmm. that catches your eye and I feel like we're seeing a lot of that um with some of these guys that kind of you know you watch and you're like oh my god like look what they can do against some of the top talent that's going to be going in you know the first second round regardless a lot of these guys um in terms of I guess the the higher prospects you know you Kenny Pickett's the um Mm Malik Willis is the Sam Howell some of these offensive linemen defensive linemen things like that these are these guys are going to be you know, first, second picks. It's not like they're going to be the mid round picks. Some of the ones here at the senior bowl might be, but you know, a lot of the talent here is got, you know, guys going against each other that are probably going to go against each other on Sundays in the very near future. Exactly. No, exactly. Uh, so that's certainly some of that there. We, 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 we could go on and on about all the yeah. different prospects that are, that are at the senior bowl, because there's a large list point is watch the senior bowl, watch for the highlights, watch for the reports coming out of it. Then you'll start to see some more people grading players and seeing how they are. And, and you know, a lot more different writers who are down in mobile Alabama reporting on, you know, what their interactions were and what certain players said as they were talking about things. And sure. There's other guys too. Like I said, we could talk about the Mario Mathis, the cornerback from Pitt, who's going to, who, who's going to be competing there. Mario Goodridge of Clemson, he's one of my favorite cornerbacks of this class mm-hmm. to look at that could be, you know, available to the Steelers. Maybe not in the, you know, you want to take him in the early round, but maybe like when you start to get to those middle rounds, if he's still available. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of different guys on, on the, that you that you can watch here. We'll be talking about that all offseason long. But that's why I waited until the Friday before the Senior Bowl for us to start getting into it with Jenna here about the Senior Bowl prospects. So do pay attention to the Senior Bowl this weekend. We'll have some some of our readouts of that. We'll talk about the Pro Bowl on Monday when we come back on the on the uh, on Locked On Steelers on Monday. Uh, Najee Harris getting sent to the Pro Bowl as well as Deontay Johnson along with Cam Hayward and T.J. Watt. So it became a little bit of a live event. So you might be able to see some Steelers highlights. Um, you know, just of them goofing off and doing things all all 
all week long in the Pro Bowl in Las Vegas. But Jenna's not headed to Las Vegas. She's headed back to L.A. She's going to be at SoFi Stadium. She's going to be eating that good food and and the kimchi rice and all the other stuff that she that she was showing off on her phone just a little bit. So, Jenna, I am jealous of you in that opportunity. Well, thank you. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be really awesome, and there's just so many cool local hometown ties. I mean, obviously Tyler Boyd with the Cincinnati Bengals, Clareton kid went to Pitt, Aaron Donald with the Rams, Penn Hills kid went to Pitt. You know, there's just so many awesome stories there. Um, so there's a there's a lot uh, that we've been kind of doing leading up to it. We got some cool stuff uh, at the Super Bowl too. Uh, T.J. Watt being uh, T.J. Watt and just as fantastic as he is. Um, gifting a trip to the Super Bowl to a military family. So mm -hmm. uh, we'll be talking with uh, him and the family he gifted the trip to out there as well. Just a whole lot of awesome stuff. So yeah, it'll be it'll be a crazy week, but it'll be really, really awesome. And I'll definitely have some good stories for you guys when uh, when I get back. Definitely. We will look forward to hearing those stories when you get back from your trip. Um, we also we also look forward to watching the, the, the content that you guys create for WPXI, uh, doing all the great work that you do there. Jenna, Jenna, thanks so much for joining us here on the Friday edition of the Locked On Steelers podcast. Let me know I can find you, follow you and get more of your work. Well, thank you for having me as always. Favorite part of Fridays. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jenna Harner 11, Instagram Jenna underscore Harner and uh, WPXI. All next week, we got a ton of stuff coming for you. So keep an eye out uh, between Super Bowl and Olympics. Uh, tons of wild stuff. Uh, keep an eye out. I curled too, learned how to curl. So keep an <laughs> eye out for that. But uh, yeah, no, really, really awesome stuff. Uh, we have an awesome team that's uh, been putting in a lot of work. So it'll be, uh, it'll be really cool. Do check out. They do great work at WPXI Channel 11 here in Pittsburgh. Thank you, Jenna, for joining us here on the Lockdown Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. You can uh, you can also subscribe to this, sh this show on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and YouTube. Be sure to like this video if you're watching it on YouTube. Like, subscribe to our channel for all of our daily content on your Pittsburgh Steelers. That's all we have for you this week. We will be off throughout the weekend. We'll be back on your screens and in your ears Monday, giving you more about what happened in the Senior Bowl, readouts on what's going on into the week, and more on your favorite team. We'll see you next week. Mm -hmm.